Your AC is bumping again. Yeah, but not as it's not. It um, wasn't in sync. It's not on point. Like it screw was it, we gotta redo it. We're doing it live. Do it again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we doing it? Are we doing it live or not? <coughs> no. Apparently not. What? No, we're just gonna wing it like we apparently always do. Yeah, with about forty-five minutes of us just going down some random rabbit just hole. Randomly. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of rabbits, no. <laughs> oh no. No, no I'm just kidding. I think tomorrow. I think I'm gonna run over to the lumberyard, build me a nice little rabbit hutch. So I have. I want you to do that. By the way, I have like a uh, YouTube channel. I want you to watch before you go start throwing stuff around yeah, like that. I don't need to like learn anything. Yeah, you do, because you're gonna spend a crap load of money on something that. It's going to kill the rabbits. Whatever. Chicken wire bullshit. Shut up. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. <sighs> I got nothing. I got nothing. See, it's probably fine. Don't mind me. I'm just going Was through. Was that you or the dog? Jesus Christ. <laughs> get, get him out of here. <laughs> Oh. I think he's sick, dude. I think, I think he is, too. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Appreciate it. God, okay. Now that we had that hard edit to get to the goddamn God, dog with his Dog shit ass. his pants. I'm pretty sure there's a streak on your carpet, Probably. Dude. I was wondering why he was making that gross-ass licking your butthole noise. Ew. Can't or won't. Both. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Oh man, what uh what's going on? How's it going? That's good. That's what's up. Uh, did you shit? No. That was you. Oh that was me. That right. was like thirty seconds long too. Yeah, it still smells. Oh fuck. Or it's just starting to seep out of the chair, I think. <laughs> I moved. You mo- uh, oh, like freed it. Not enough. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, <laughs> come on. It wasn't that bad. I still got the Rona. Oh. I've been coughing all over. I wish shit you would have told me that bad. before I worked all week. I got a goddamn week off for free. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Well, now you get, what? There you go. Two days. I'm going into my short. Yeah, I'm going into my stretch <laughs> off. Damn it. <laughs> I work like, of the next like week, I work like two days. Good times. Oh, so anyway. Yeah, that's how, that's how my day has been, kind of. God, I'm so tired. I'm ready for bed, man. Yeah, me too. It's 8.57, according to my watch. You smell cat pee. Dude, it's the fucking chair. It's the chair. <laughs> that I was in, a new chair. <clears throat> that was in our 10 things video, too. I was like mid-sentence. Or no, it was the reload before that. I was mid-sentence trying to tell everybody what we were going to talk about or what I was going to talk about. And you're like, do you smell cat piss? All I can smell right now is fart and cat <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, wow. I'm sorry. This is a high quality. Please don't. But I'm not allowed to say the f word. Please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Life's not fair. Get over it. Uh, well, as you said, this is a dictatorship, and I'm the tater. Pretty much. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. So, anyway. Anywho. Oh. What were we going to talk about? Uh, the fact that I'm out of crown. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, out, like, out? Think, no, well, there's some left, generally, but I shouldn't drink all. I mean, I should, but God damn it! Why do you put me? Why do you put me in this predicament? Do you? Do you? You can hear me. I know. Yes, I can. Peer hear pressuring you right I now. I can hear your thoughts. Problem is, I've been up since five a.m. and I'm getting into that weird spot where I got like, it's not a buzz. It's not a buzz at all. Like I could, I could PBT and I'd be like a freaking point oh one. Problem is, I'm like exhausted. And you right. throw like you throw like you know two ounces of whiskey on there, and nah. all of a sudden your room's just like your world spinning. So the, I got that going on. That's cool. Right. That's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. You get yeah. It, you get it. Yeah. What was I talking about? I had a really funny story. Oh. Um, figure it out. I forgot. Anyway. Uh. So yeah. What a. Did we ever come up with a topic for not, this week? Not really. Not really. I did want to go over a couple of, just off the top of my head, like officer survival things yeah. after the L.A. Sheriff's Office yeah. ambush. Yeah. That pisses me off. That is so mad. I'm gonna, so upset about this. I'm going to go into like Hulk smash rage mode here in a second because it's, it's unnecessary. It's on there. You know, there's politicians out there sacrificing police officers for, you know, to just political gain, political gains under, you know, lying about us. And, and it's, it's coming to fruition now. You know, the, if the, you, if you think that there's not a war on cops in America, you are not paying you're attention. Wrong. Well, you're watching CNN that just doesn't talk about it because they don't give a shit about cops. All they care about is Orange Man bad. Yeah. But, so anyway, um, so how uh, how was your week, Ben? <laughs> I hate my job. Oh, I used to be I used to be proactive. Now I stand in the entryway of Walmart and say, "Hi, welcome to Walmart." I thought you weren't allowed to talk. I'm not allowed to tell people, or I'm not allowed to ask them if they're wearing their masks anymore. Well, can't you, you just see if they're wearing their masks? Well, yeah, but I can't. Normally I go, Did you, do you have your mask today? And there's one of three answers. Yes. No. Or go. Or yourself. I'm exempt. The fourth answer is, you can't tell me what to do. I know my rights. Go after yourself. Basically. No. Oh. It's always adorable, because those assholes don't know their rights. Mm-hmm. I had some guy get all, like, he got he got in my face and was like, don't you know that there's a federal law that says that you can't wear a mask on public property? No. And I'm like, there's a state law. I go, okay, um, we're on private property, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, put your... F- Put your mask on before I punch you in the mouth. But I can't do that, right? I can't say that those kind of things. Like if <coughs> I just kind of got to take it like a bitch. 
much. <laughs> like a bitch. And then, uh, yeah, and then the other security guard that's working there, after I told her multiple times that, dude, just, okay, have a nice day is the only answer you give. No, you go truck yourself, and I don't have to. I know my rights, and oh, okay, have a nice day. That's the only answer that we give. And uh, the security guard likes to, like, follow people into the store. Be like, you should really put your mask on. And, uh, yeah, enough people complained about that. <laughs> so now we're not allowed to say anything at my Walmart. That is very funny. It's so stupid. I had to go into our local grocery store today, and I got just mad because my stupid mask doesn't fit. And I don't really particularly think that it's constitutional. To make us wear masks. So, I, uh, I kind of just snap it around my face, and it looks like I've, like, got, like, a ball gag in my mouth. And some lady came up to me today, and was all like, boy, you know, that doesn't look very comfortable. And I'm like, it's not. I got, you know, a mask in my mouth, like I'm chewing on it. Oh, well, it just, it, it doesn't look like it fits you. Well, yeah, it doesn't. And she's standing there, like, being completely serious. And, of course, with through this mask, she can't see the, like, I hate the world face that I'm <laughs> making right now. And she's, like, totally serious. She's all like, well, you know, you know, uh, you could just take and if you cut that other strap off, and it'll, it'll fly, slide right on just like this, and it'll fit just fine. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't really want it on in the first place, so here we are. And she's like, well, you know, none of us want it on, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you're yeah, like, I don't want to wear underwear yeah, either. Yeah, let me go vote for Biden <laughs> four times. So, you know that's going to happen. I don't even want to talk about no, that. No, I don't. Because you know damn well that's going to, mmm. So all those Karens in Florida were talking about voting for Hillary Clinton like seven times. That shit, you can look that up. Yeah. Anyway. I forgot what I was going to say. I immediately got angry I about that. I a funny story about something that happened to me this week. I completely forgot about it. Anyway, hey Zach. Yo, what's up? What did we talk about last week? Okay, well you just, you just finish your whiskey. Oh god, that's good stuff. Alright, so what did we talk about last oh, week? Oh, I think... <clears throat> I, uh believe we talked about if we decided not to do law enforcement anymore mm. what would we do and during the last week's re- weekly reload i mentioned that maybe i'd try to be an actor yeah i wouldn't quit I, your day job. I could i could i could use my tens of dollars <laughs> that i would make to ones of dollars change change you know hollywood for the better yeah good luck the with moment that. they hear any of this or find yeah, out that i done. used to be a police officer Cancel or that i'm forever. a conservative i'd be never Dead. work in hollywood again Dead. <laughs> so anyway um and, and so Not we talked sucking. about we we talked about how you know secretly in the darkest corners of my brain i'd like to run like some kind of a smokehouse oh yeah you were telling me something about that today why don't you share with the no i just and uh well so i've been working on perfecting some of my meals with those those ribs were good today ribs dude the ribs with that was second supper for me too tangy carolina ones were just 
on point. I think the only re- the only thing that wasn't really so great about the other ones that sauce is good. Yes, that rack was smaller. Yeah, they the got a little ones, bit so over. They got a little overcooked. That's the problem, and you know the problem is I came home, I prepped them before I went to work, and uh, I came home on my lunch break and threw them on the smoker. Okay. So I was working all day, so I tried to pop in every once in a while and check them and turn them and whatever. But you know, when you're at work, you're at work. So yep. Um, they kind of just all got cooked at the same time. Well, you know, that one rack was probably half a pound or so smaller than the other one. Yeah. So the bigger one came out freaking perfect. Perfect. That was good. One, smaller one was a little overcooked, but whatever. But yeah, that that oh man, those ribs and that tangy Carolina barbecue sauce was just mm, perfect. Yes, perfect. Um, I think I figured out too. Uh, I was over seasoning before, and I think that was That's a, a lot of the problem. Yes, it is because when you over season, like you, you got to let the meat kind of do its own thing too. You know, make, yeah, make yeah. its own bark and whatever. But when it's just one giant like thick pasty coating of seasoning. It just gets to be too much. Yeah, okay. And then when when you cook them, you know, like, because I'll take, I take them out and I wrap them and cook them for another hour or two. And uh, that, so you make that bark out of all that extra seasoning. Then you wrap them and that, that extra moisture gets in there and just turns that back into like a soggy, salty paste. And it's, it's not really very good. Yeah, I know that sucks. So, but these ones, I think Those I wrapped good. them. They cooked. I wrapped them, and they cooked wrapped for just just the right amount of time. It wasn't too long. I think. Uh, yeah, I think I'm on to something with that. So, let's start a restaurant. There you go. You guys should email us at contact.shift.change.podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And uh, <coughs> let me know what your thoughts are for some fun. Actually, movie. you know what they should do? Shut up. Is they should share it with the entire Facebook yeah, group whatever. at facebook.com backslash. four of them. Shift Change Podcast. At gmail.com. I will hit you. <laughs> what else do you do? What, yeah. What's your project for tomorrow, Kyle? I think I want to make a rabbit hutch, maybe. What were you thinking? One, two, three rabbits, four rabbits, six rabbits? You know, eighty. They mate. Yes, I know. Like rabbits. They f like jackrabbits. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> anyway, I I, ra- I was. I'm, I think I'm gonna build an f shack and name one of my rabbits Dirty Mike. <laughs> um, if you don't, I'm gonna be disappointed. Yes. Okay. So one of them's gonna be Dirty Mike. I gotta figure out where, like, where where does one get rabbits from? Yeah. Well, here's the other You can problem. Google that, I'm sure. Probably. Yeah, GTS, bro. Google that shit. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Ooh. Hold on. Now I'm going to look. All right, hold on. Yeah. So I don't actually know. Because I told my mom she needed to... Because I live in my in-law's house, and I'm not doing anything fun at mm-hmm. their place. Anything. Yeah. And... Um, so I'm sure it's crap not making no rabbit hutch and breeding rabbits for meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made my, I was telling mom she had to do that. I was doing some research into like how to make a hutch and how to, you know, not kill a rabbit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no idea where to buy rabbits. 
at all. I have a book. I have a book on rabbits. Keep talking long enough so I can pull that shit up. So, but like, so you're going to need a couple things. You're going to need. Apparently there's a lot of stuff here for adopting rabbits. Well, adopt two rabbits that can (laughs) do the things with the thing. Okay. So here's a hundred dollar rabbit on Uh, Craigslist. No, no thanks. 20, 30 bucks. I'm thinking like 10. Well, dude, I, in the town I live in, I could literally walk outside and grab one. <laughs> They're freaking everywhere. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, I wish I could remember what I was going to talk about today. So really what was your story cool story it. that you, I made. don't remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I yep. remember. So I'm gonna build a rabbit hutch tomorrow. Yeah, I, I probably won't. I'll probably forget. No, you're you're gonna wake up and be like, "Oh man, yeah, sure it's a nice day outside." I'm gonna go to the range. And then you're gonna turn the PlayStation on. <laughs> you're probably right. No, I'll wake up. I'll eat some food. Go to the range for an hour or two. Go pew 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 for a while. And then I'll come home and play PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I might. I don't know. I might. I might do something. I, just, I, I need to drive to that town nearby that's big and has the hardware store. Because i got to get some stuff anyway. So maybe I'll just do that. Yeah. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. So anyway, do what, it up. Uh, huh? what? Do it up. Yeah. Do it to it, Lars. Yeah. Hey, that's my line. Is it? Yeah. Why do I feel like I say that a lot? Do you know what it's from? No. Exactly. So it's my line. <laughs> Was it from? It's from heavyweights. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Do it to it, Lars. Nice. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> dear grandma. <laughs> Someone once said, "War is hell." They've obviously never been to fat camp. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so so uh, we we had a topic for today, didn't kinda, we? Kinda. Well, maybe. I, I don't. Yeah, you had mentioned something about which one to talk about. I only, my only concern was that a, I don't know if we could make a whole show out of it, and b, yeah, I don't know if we can make a whole show out of it, but and b, I don't really know what gives us the right to. Oh, it's not about rights. Well, <coughs> just sharing a little knowledge, yeah, knowledge. Because not everybody does friggin' passenger side approaches on a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. So what, what what did you want to talk about? Uh, you know, just I woke up this morning and I saw that two deputies were ambushed and shot in the face. Yeah. And last I heard they were in critical condition. I don't know what their condition is now. Uh, but yeah. Um... I heard they were stable, I think. They were stable but critical, as last I heard. I don't, yeah, I just saw an update. I don't remember exactly what it said, but... So, um, but yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about, um, just a little, like, street survival, officer survival. So everybody knows the Colonel Cooper color codes. Uh, who's a what? You don't know about the color code? Condition, white... Yellow, orange, red, and black. 
So condition white is. I might need context here because I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, condition white is completely unaware. Like right now, we're in condition white because oh, we're yeah. within the confines of your house, which is secured, and I'm not worried about a threat in here. Condition mm. what? Condition yellow is attentive. Condition orange is alert and directed towards a specific thing, and condition red is. I'm taking care of business. Condition black is I've completely lost all control and I'm panicking. Okay. Is this that like that, that Homeland Security like threat risk no. level color code system no. that made no sense? No, because I don't know that because I didn't understand it when I was in like high school when yeah. it was a thing. Well, I just remember like periodically like in high school something would pop up on the news and be like, Homeland Security has issued a code orange, like, terrorist attack threat level. And you're like, uh, I don't know what this means or what it has to do with me, but I'm going to panic now. All right, cool, thanks. And then I would panic. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I just, I, I watched the video, the three-second video of this, and a dude ran up on the car, opened fire, and then ran off. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to, sun you know, Monday morning quarterback well, that. right. And we don't, um, so... It's so I'm not I am not an instructor in that. I have no business Monday morning quarterbacking any of that. Um, but kind of some of the things that I do when I'm in my patrol vehicle to kind of keep myself safe is things like I will find a corner mm -hmm. that I can back into so yeah. that nobody can approach from my blind spot behind me. Yeah. Um, things like that. But the thing you got to remember too is where there's a will, there's a way. That's know? true, but I want to make it as difficult as possible for them yeah. to get to me. Yeah. That, uh, from watching that video, I kind of thought the same thing. Like, I don't want a Monday morning quarterback. I don't know the context. I haven't seen anything longer of a video. I don't know the layout of where they were or anything. Right. On video, it looks, it looks a little bit. It. Like, hey, why did you guys just park and sit Well, there? from the way it kind of looked to me and the way it sounded to me is that's where they were designated to park. What? Yeah, I don't... They're, they were told I they had to park somewhere? Yeah, I think they were told that they had to park there. For what? I don't remember. It was that like something some kind of specific. responsibility? Yeah. I don't think it... I don't think so. Hmm. I think it was like a extra thing that they were oh. probably doing. At least that's the impression I got. So I don't know Still, if they that, had it just seemed much like of a they kind of started at a tactical disadvantage. It is a tactical disadvantage and that's I think that uh, that's something that we all need to kind of keep in mind. Yeah. Um it is impossible to be on constant alert for an entire 12-hour shift. You can't yeah. do it. It's just exhausting. So taking breaks or running to the PD to mm -hmm. pee or just go, go sit and dispatch, drink a cup of coffee. Yeah, do a report. Um, that was one of the big things that when my agency came out and was like, hey, we're putting MDTs in your car, now you can sit in your car in a parking lot and do your reports. Yeah. We all, all, every single one of us were like, no. No, no we're not going to do that. We'll, mm -hmm. because. Yeah, your MDTs are good for running plates and looking at your. Your uh, right. case. And we, we brought our MDTs into our annex because we didn't have, like, we didn't have 
uh, desktop computers available for us. That's what we had our MDTs for. But they were removable from the car, which is pretty nice. Yeah, well, my desktop. But, uh, yeah, I'm a little jealous because I missed. Because when I first started, we didn't have MDTs in our car. Yeah. Um, but I also spent, I spent a lot of time. I, I, I spent a lot of time at my desk. But I, I spent a lot of time on patrol, too. But I spent a lot of time at my desk. I just it's good to get away extra... from... Well, I have a lot of extra little shit that I have to do. Yeah, but I'm saying it's it's good to get out of the car yeah. and to drop that that, that awareness yeah, that, level that down. Sense of awareness. And, that way, you could give yourself a break. You could give yourself a mental break mm-hmm. uh, while you do a report, and then go back out there. <clears throat> um, but yeah, parking in places that are either completely lit or you're completely hidden. There is no in-between. If they can see you, but you can't see them, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like to back into places. Yeah. So that if somebody had to approach my vehicle, whether for good reasons or bad, they have to approach me from the front. But that also means looking up from Netflix every, you know, five, six minutes mm-hmm. to uh Yeah, see. if you're... Man, if you're if you're stationary in your squad and you're screwing around on your phone, you're asking for trouble. Like, right, you're wrong in I'm that sorry. case. You, you, you know, it's one thing. That. It's one thing. You know, you, you you get a text from the wife or something, and you gotta read it quick and reply or do whatever. But you can maintain situational awareness while you're doing that. But if you're right. watching, you know, a movie, ten twenty minutes of YouTube or movies or whatever, like. You're asking for trouble. Like, to put aside the actual work ethic or the fact that you're not, you're getting paid and you're not working. Completely put that aside. You're distracting yourself. You're in a vulnerable position and you're now distracting yourself. And that's, I don't like. I don't want to sound like a dick or anything, but that's kind of on you. Right. You know. Well, there's a not... reason. So there's there's the reason I uh, don't like people behind me. Is and, and coming in from my blind spot is the same reason why I like to approach people from behind and coming in on their mm-hmm. blind spot. There's a tactical advantage to that. I don't yeah. want to give anybody any kind of tactical advantage. I don't talk about my off-duty carry mm-hmm. to citizens I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about my backup gun to citizens. I had a guy walk up to us. He was a really nice guy, and I'm sure he, he was legitimate. He said, you know, like, hey, uh, I make holsters. I want to make you guys a holster and, and that will help with comfort in your backup gun. What kind of backup guns do you guys carry? And I'm like, sorry, bro, that's not something we talk about, you know. I don't talk about that. Uh, because I don't want anybody getting any kind of tactical advantage over me. So, it, is it... That might be a little absolutely excessive. not, absolutely not, because it's my life Why, that I'm. Yeah, I get it. Don't I mean, care. I, I, call me paranoid. That's fine. I'm, I'm you're still paranoid. <laughs> well, I'm still. I'm still sitting here. Yeah. So, but um, uh, that's just sitting. I don't know. Well, here's okay. So here's a neat little thing, and I'm guessing I'm. I'm going to assume you didn't know about this. Uh, to the. 2020 Fords came out with a new, like, a stationary feature. Did you know about this? Um, Ford in general has a stationary feature. They had them on, or not Ford, but there's a stationary feature for 
the chargers as well. What? Yeah, it's got like sensors around the, the radar car. Radar deal. Yeah. yeah, it's got sensors around the car. It'll, like flash your lights if somebody's approaching a blind spot. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't roll know your windows up. I didn't know Dodge had that. So yeah, the, yeah. With our new Explorer, we got that where you can. It's a perimeter sensor or whatever. Yeah, and you can set it to like a certain distance, and it'll. Yeah, it'll lock your doors and roll your window up and yeah, give you a nice sturdy false sense of security. Yeah, that you sounds got a terrible. Yeah, that you. doesn't sound. But like you know a good what? Thing. But here's the thing, though. You know, yes, I understand that a, a, a locked door and a, and a closed window isn't going to do anything as far as cover, it's, but it's gonna it's gonna so. give me the heads up. Hey, somebody's walking up on me. Like, all right, maybe I need to throw it in drive. I need to. I've got that. You know, they lost their advantage. Of right. Their, I need to now unlock the car and get the hell out of it. Well, all of the pursuit packages open by the latch. So, like, if it's Which locked, good you thing. can open it through the lock. Good. Yeah. Um, but like, I had an Paula that. I had to like yeah. pop the the yeah, lock. Yeah, I on had it an Impala that was like that too. That's terrible. All of the Ford interceptors, if the door's locked, it'll still open. Okay, but, that's um, good because the last place I want to be when being ambushed in my car is in my car. In my car, yeah. yeah. But you know, like I said, it's not so much. Uh, you know, I don't care. It's not adding any extra security to me that my window is rolled up, it but it's telling attention. me, right, it's telling me while this person, instead of being right behind me or next to my head, they're now 30 feet behind me. And right. I know, okay, someone's walking up on me, like, I need to scan, assess, do I need to draw right. my gun, like, I need to know what's going on around me. Um, that makes, that's a good segue. Every single officer should know how to draw their duty weapon. From a seat-belted position in their car, yeah. sitting in their car. Mm-hmm. Um, that Which is something you have to be careful with, obviously. Yep. That is a dry fire exercise, and all those rules still apply. Um, but yeah, Side, if you don't know how to that, do that, though, you're wrong. Um, take, a, take a second to, like when you're sitting in your car, take a second to look at where that, where that gun sits. Because like mine... I know it's not exactly very easy to maneuver my gun out of my holster while I'm sitting. Because I'm just, I'm kind of weird. Like, I'm weirdly shaped. I'm fat. My gun kind of sits up in this weird angle where it digs into the seat. Mm. But, you know, it, it, when, you know, if the shit hits the fan, like, it'll, it'll work. I'll make it work. But some guy, you know, do you have a drop leg? Does that change your whole draw when you're sitting down? You know, again, that is a dry fire exercise that you should be conducting mm-hmm. on a weekly basis if you can. Do you ever watch that video that uh, I think it was a deputy down south somewhere that uh, he was chasing? I want to say the guy had just shot another deputy, and <laughs> this dude was chasing him down in his squad, and he's just freaking throwing rounds at him through his windshield in the middle of a pursuit with his AR. Yeah, that was a trooper, wasn't it? I th- I don't remember if it was a trooper I don't remember. or a deputy or what, but I know uh, whatever this guy did, it met the you know flight threat, yeah, whatever threshold, yep, yep. and yeah, he was just right through his windshield. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, I think dun. that was a trooper, and that's also another thing you need to know how to get to your rifle from your driver's seat as well. Yeah, uh, there's a reason they put that in the cab of your car. Well, and here's one thing, like. I never, I had never thought about this until 
until very recently, oh, excuse me, I just ate a whole bunch of pot roast and it was delicious. It's just not really sitting very well. Um, well, one thing that I never thought about until very recently, um, I everybody, you know, you get in your squad car, like, and so your obviously your situation was a little different because all of your uh, stuff was individually assigned. But you know, we've got we our rifles are assigned to the car, yeah, not the I, officer. I think that's terrible. Well, it is what it is. It's not going to change anytime soon. So might as well get over it. Right, the agency. Like, the large agency that I'm going to yeah. also assigns rifles to the car. Yeah. It, dude, it just, it is what it is. I don't they, I don't think they have enough money to buy rifles for individual officers. Buy your own damn rifle. Well, I, I don't have money to buy my own rifle. Yeah, you do. Everybody, everybody has the ability to save enough money to buy a budget rifle with a decent bolt carrier group. I don't know, like I said, it's what it is. It's not changing anytime soon, right, wrong, or otherwise. I mean, um, yeah. Anyway, so. Because um, I, could, I could bitch about that for yeah. an hour. But, so that was a, a point that I was making, though, was I never really thought about this until, you know, one day we, I, what the hell? I had to pull my rifle for something. I don't remember what it was, but, like, the sling was all screwed up. Yep. And the stock was set all weird, and it was, like, the, the freaking batteries were dead on the light. And I was like, you know, why have I not, why did it get to this point before I've pulled this rifle out, adjusted the stock, adjusted the the sling, and made sure the lights, the batteries were charged, like... You know why? It's just one of those things that just falls through the cracks, and yeah. you never really think about that's, it until it's well, too late. Well, so that's a thing, and that's an officer safety thing. You right. when you're supposed to be, when they say like when you're an FTO, your FTO tells you you have to conduct a pre-shift a pre-shift inspection of your vehicle, only ever do it and all you do, FTO. yeah, all Flip you do the lights is on, make sure your light bar, kick works, the tires, and make, make sure, sure they don't all your wobble. Headlights are on. That's yeah. that is a no go. You need to be actually doing all that stuff yep. and that includes maintenance of the web weaponry yep. in your car the yep. you know um, the tools so that here's you another have here's another thing to think about belt. though and that on that same topic if you're listening to this right now and you're driving around pull over somewhere in a tactically advantageous place yeah not on in the, the middle of the your, highway on your <laughs> rifle on the right side of your rifle Right, right, right above the mag well, you know, to the bottom right side of the trigger, away from the trigger, is going to be a little button. Go ahead and push that button, pull that magazine out, and look at how many rounds are inside that magazine. Because I guarantee you, somebody listening to this right now is driving around in a squad car that is patrol ready with a magazine that is not full. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Guarantee. So, because 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 the guy before you pulled that rifle out, popped a deer with it, stuck it back in the mount, and never said anything. Yeah. So here's what I did for that. So first of all, my agency was cool, and they either issued a really really shitty like budget AR that we got from the military. Oh, all fortunate son. With the little try, try, for uh, try walled handguard and the oh. And no, the, we the, the, we the didn't hand, have or the carry handle the M sixteen A ones. Yes. No, no, they were really like crappy, like Olympic arms. Yeah. Um, some folks bone, 
Silver Spoon Man. Anyway, okay. that's an inside joke for Any, my agency. Any few food. people will understand. We um, had we had the old military surplus M sixteen yeah M sixteen A ones nice for a long time. I'm talking Sexy. like we only got rid of that a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. So my agency was kind enough to either issue us, and they we had like a, a department of 34, 35. They only had <laughs> maybe rifles. yeah maybe. It was for the brand new guys that could hang on to them if they wanted to, but most of us went out and bought our own ARs. Mm-hmm. And all these things that you're talking about, not having full mags, mm-hmm. um, freaking batteries being dead, the flashlights, that's all really good reasons. That, that's all good reasons to be using, utilizing your own personal rifle. But here's the thing. So... At the end of the week, because I did not take my squad car home, we all had take-home squads because we had a really awesome agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I take my rifle with me, and I check that. I check my battery before I put it back in my rifle Monday morning. I check the battery. Yeah. I turn it on. I make sure my optic works. I hit my button a couple times on my flashlight, and then I make sure that my sling is properly stowed away. Mm-hmm. And, guys, if you don't have an optic... A flashlight and a sling on your AR, I don't care how cool and expensive your rifle is, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what? I will say this, and maybe it's just me. I feel like I am as proficient, if not more, with iron sights. Right, except until you end up being in the woods at 7 p.m. And it's dusk. And you can't see your iron sights anymore. Because when I was on FTO, I ended up being in the situation where my FTO and, you know, one of my shift partners and I are out in the woods looking for a guy who's talking about shooting cops if they see him. And I'm like, I have an old school army sling that I used to carry in 03 when I was in the army. Yeah. Uh, no optic, so I can't see my sights anymore. And I don't have a flashlight, so I can't see anything in front of me anyway. Oh. So. Yeah, I, I would think that the flashlight would be the bigger concern, but I don't know. I have been in situations, too, where, you know, we had rifles that did not have mounted lights, and you had to fiddle fuck around and try and figure out how to okay. rest it on Duct your arm. Duct tape with your friggin' yeah. handheld yeah, from your a, belt. Yeah. yeah. If you, that's if you're a no a, If you're in a situation where your equipment is inadequate, like, you need to have a serious heart-to-heart with whoever's in charge of that and just lay it out. Like, s- hey. So, it depends. I Because I agree with you 99% of that. If you've got equipment that you've been issued... And you have the ability to change it yourself, then you need to have a heart-to-heart conversation with yourself. Yeah, but okay, but I know agencies where if you, you know, if you manipulate agency property, you know, put a light on a rifle without the armorer's blessing, then you'll get in trouble. Well, that's true. But as an armorer, I can tell you that it's really friggin' easy to get the armorer's blessing. Well, uh, right, and but you're not the armorer in every single agency. Well, that's true. And I'm not trying. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying that you know every every place has got that one guy that you know has that little bit of power and likes to be a pain in the ass. But yeah, I'm not saying that that's the rule. That's generally the exception. But so that that actually there's a police department. Rumor has it in. A very large police department in Colorado, 
that uh, they they their PD doesn't allow their officers to carry uh, pistol mounted lights because some dingleberry friggin' used his pistol mounted light to go looking under a car for his keys. Directing traffic with it. Yeah. If you're doing dumb shit like that, you yeah, don't well, deserve to be in the career yeah. that you're in. But, and I will, I will argue that to the death too. Yeah. But no, that equipment selection and all that stuff. Unless, it, it, and that's if if you can't go out and get your own stuff, you need to be harping on the person that does that. Yeah. No, and I I don't. I couldn't tell you how many felons I've had to fight with now that heard on my radio. That they had warrants. Mm -hmm. I hate those fights too. You know, here's my thing though. I understand. I, I understand and I agree with your point on the ear mics. And I, I would argue that yes, that is an officer safety thing. Absolutely. Um, the flip side of it is though, I've had several different types, different styles, different brands of ear mics. I've had problems with all of them. Well, yeah, I know technology is perfect. Right. But I tell but you what. But the problem is though, is that translates into... Um, missing radio traffic, and when you work in a small department, and so you're either the only guy on, or you're the only backup for the other guy that's on, and you're not hearing that he needs backup because your your connection's bad on your earpiece. That's that, and, right. I'm just, and all I'm saying is that that is the reason why I moved away from my earpiece because that happened one too many times, and I said I just can't take this chance. Anymore. Right. Well, that generally though, my argument towards uh, you know against that is, if you notice that your earpiece starts to cut out, you need to replace that earpiece. Are you talking the whole device? Yeah. So. The earpiece that I had started cutting out after about a year and a half of using it. I mm -hmm. bought it myself. I paid $80 for it. No, I is money well spent. There's more that are a lot more expensive that weren't as high quality mm -hmm. or as good quality. As long you as you're taking ones. care of your, your stuff, you're not going to have that issue. As long as you've got, you've got a uniform allowance, use it for your... Have you seen the ones that they like make custom, like they mold your ear and like? Yeah, those cost a lot of money for yeah. something that isn't the greatest. Because it's not a perfect technology. But I tell you what, well, I would much rather spend another eighty bucks on a new earpiece, like the ear molds themselves. Because I use the open ear molds because I the, didn't like the, being like, able the to hear pink my flash color. Yeah. Ones. Yep. Um, I bought those all the time, dude. Yeah. I'd I'd keep a pack of six with me. In my well, duty bag. That's the problem. That was one of the issues that I had is I don't know if I just have like a weirdly shaped ear or what, but I could never get those ones to stay in. So, so they are I tried, sized. Huh? They there are different I know, sizes. I know. I've tried different sizes. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I could not get them to work. Then I tried the one that was like the actual earbud, like an ear. Like yeah, I hated those. You, it I hated it. Well, because it, it cuts your sensory perception yep. to, to one ear. Yep. I That's am why not I doing like that. It. That's a safety thing for me. I need. To I agree. Hear, I need to be able to hear. If someone's yelling at me from this way, I need to be able to hear it. Yeah, then it's you coming know? from that Co side. Yeah, heads up, guys over there. All right, got it. Like, right. No, I agree. Um, that's why I use the open ear ones. And mm -hmm. yeah, I I've had to suffer through the earpiece being too big and it actually hurt my yeah. ear. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't care. I had well, I cared, but not enough to. 
not do it. And then they took our uniform allowance away, so now all of a sudden I needed to go through somebody to get that equipment. Yeah. And the seven, eight months that I bitched about it. Yeah. So that's also something your admin or whoever your quartermaster is needs to be on top of that too. And if there are any admin people out there listening to this and you're getting troops friggin' complaining that their quartermaster isn't getting them gear when they're asking for it, you need to reassess who your quartermaster is, good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah. That's stuff that needs to be on it because I shouldn't be fighting that's, a person you know, with a warrant after they hear that they've got a warrant yeah. on my radio. Well, and here's the other thing, though, and this is one thing that... One model that I typically like is, like, the system that we have where you are... Every year, you get a certain amount of money, and that's no. your uniform allowance. And you it has to be spent in, you know, on approved things. Like, I can't just go and, you know, I can't pay my electric bill with it or something. Right. Um, but generally it's my money. I spend it on what, how I see fit. Obviously, if I'm going to go and buy something that's kind of on the fringe, I'm going to run it past right. you first. Get it but it's, it's my money. It's, I choose how to spend it and it's really like I use it and once it's gone, it's gone, you know, and that way that individual officer is responsible for, you know, ordering their own equipment. And that way when, you know, at the end of the day, when they need when they needed boots four months ago and they're still walking on busted boots, that's on you. Yep. You know, you got nobody else to blame but you because you had the uniform allowance, you had the ability to order them, you know where to call, who to call, how to get it taken care of, and you chose not to do it, so that's yep. on you. It is far easier to get, you know, to make your officers... Uh, responsible for their own equipment when you do it like that. Like, we yeah. had a uniform allowance, uh, but we had to go through a specific website. Yeah. Um, big, everybody knows yeah. uh, these this company. Um, and if you, you know, I didn't even know, like, that, which is unfortunate, and I was really unhappy about it because I could have gotten an earpiece and saved saved myself a couple of fights. Um, had I known, because we first were told that we had to go through our quartermaster to order equipment, uh, that ended up not being true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out, and you know, I had guys walking around on busted boots and stuff too. And yeah, um, that's yeah. Like I but said, th- that's, I think that's a lot better. I would, I would I, rather be responsible for my own equipment because then I, if I want. If I want to be safe in the field, mm-hmm. I want to make sure my stuff works, my tools work. Mm-hmm. That's my responsibility. Right. That's what I, I love about that model is, you know, you're allotted a certain amount of money and what you need, order what you need. And mm-hmm. if you don't have it, that's on you, you know? Right. Um, I, yeah. So, but that kind of, that's a nice transition to the other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, your, your part of your equipment, and I think this correlates into officer safety too is you know how often are you charging your your lights or checking your batteries checking you know making sure all your stuff is in working order right i got a story Um, for you but but you think about like how do you figure out that your your tlr is dead or dying how do you figure it out uh well you should be doing dry fire how does 95 percent of cops figure out that their tlr is dead 
Well, the 40% of cops who don't dry fire because they're irresponsible and don't take care of themselves, and I will, I, that's a hill I'm willing to die on, um, find out when they get on scene and it's mm-hmm. pitch black, and they're like, oh, the flashlight doesn't work. Yep. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I'm, I'm guilty of it. I've done it before, you know. I try and check it somewhat routinely, but I've hopped out of my car on an alarm call and, you know, you go to flip your, flip your gun light on and eh, nothing happens. Yeah, that's, that's, not to shit all over you, but that is something that, that should be, you should be checking your tools at the, it doesn't have to be, like, you don't have to be neurotic about it. I'm not saying every single, like, beginning of shift, you better be checking your stuff unless it's right. m- mandated by policy. Our policy was we had to uh, arc test our tasers prior to every shift. Day, yeah. Okay, it's mandated by policy. I'm not checking my TLR right. after every shift. I am at the beginning of each tour or each yeah. week yeah. or stretch of days. I learned that the hard way, though. Because I was that guy. I was this guy. First day of FTO. Uh, It's a night shift. I know better. I've got my hand held in my belt. And I remember specifically the day before looking at my flashlight, clicking it on, saying, you know, it's on. And for for everybody's information, I carried a streamlight. (coughs) I'm like, it's on, okay. It works. It must have a charge. So I didn't charge it. It had been a couple months since I had used it prior to that. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Uh, didn't charge it. Anyway, get on to this night shift. First day of FTO. I'm using my flashlight. I, we go out to uh, a big business, like a box store. Mm-hmm. Big, big. I, I work at one right now. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, our drug task force had pulled somebody over, and they'd heard that there was a new guy on FTO, and they wanted to give that guy, me, experience doing uh, vehicle searches. Yeah. So I get out there, and get I come sliding in, hopping the, you know, I I'm leaning in the front passenger seat. You know, you go, you immediately go to the sides and underneath it, obviously. Um, click my flashlight on, doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, side note, it is, uh, we had just gotten a new police chief out yep. there and it was also his first day and it was our big music festival in town. Um, and, uh, <coughs> I did not know he was working that night no. as well with our commander. So anyway, so I'm sitting there like cussing, like fucking him. Damn it, I, my flashlight's dead. I was yeah. mad, you know. Um, and this guy, another officer, taps me on the shoulder. Don't know him, don't recognize him, never met him. Says, hey, bro, you need a flashlight? I'm like, oh, yeah, brother, I, mine, mine died. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Mine, he goes, okay, here you go. You know, you should mm-hmm. always carry two flashlights. Just a little tip for my 20-year career. And I'm like, cool, thanks, brother. And I'm doing my thing. And I find a bunch of dope, and it was awesome. And I go back to give this this random cop who I'd never met before his <laughs> flashlight back, 
And guess how many freaking stars he had on his shoulder, on his more, lapels. more than none, more than my commander did, <laughs> who he was riding with because he was the brand new chief. So, yeah, you, uh, point of that story is, and it's uh, it's a point that I never forgot. Since then, it's got to make sure that your uh, your Whoa. gear is up to snuff, and you should have. I had a locker at my agency. I don't know yeah. if you guys have lockers or desks or whatever. You should have the ability to solve that problem if, if something does Whoa, fail. So here's, so here's the point that I wanted to bring you up. You should though. be able to fix that. You should that. always, always, either on your person or immediately available, have multiple flashlights. Yes. Right Right now in my squad bag, I think there's three flashlights yep. plus the one that I keep on my person. I need to find a second one that I can conveniently store on, on my person somewhere, but I'm never more than a few feet away from a backup light. Right. Um, right. Which but, is also a lesson I learned that right. night. But so here's the other thing though. Uh, <coughs> when you get that, <coughs> when you me. get that light, say you start, you know, you start your job and you get issued that flashlight, you're going to get a charger for that light. Yes. Right. If that box does not come with a car adapter, call Galls, Strikers, um, and whatever company that does all that. Whatever company that you choose, tell them the make and model of your flash flashlight, and ask them for a car adapter, for a right. cigarette lighter for that adapter. Because I actually keep in my squad car, or in my squad bag. I keep my flashlight charger or mm. a flashlight charger for I the flashlight I that I it, have. I think I used that one the yep. last time I rode with you. And and the car adapter plug-in for that charger so that no matter what. And I just choose to do that because here's the habit that I have. I have my charger at my desk. Mm. And I have the habit of I'll be sitting at my desk. I'll take my light out, slap it in the charger, get a hot call, forget to grab my flashlight. Oh, yeah. That's and then I'm at either. the call without my light. So I'd rather take and I'll just plug it in in the car, you know, leave it sitting on my squad bag, let it charge, and then at least if I get to a hot call and I need my light, at least it's there. Right. You know. So what I do is I keep like my my I've got my normal uh, stinger on my on my belt, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then what I'll do is I keep a a surefire like handheld yeah. in a pocket. And, I've and then I have this got... big mag light that my agency actually, yep. um, no, I bought it myself mm-hmm. at Walmart right mm-hmm. after I bought a, uh, found a bunch of dope because I was so embarrassed that my <laughs> new chief had to give me a flashlight. So I actually keep that in my squad bag. So I have three flashlights yep. that have a charge. I also keep batteries. I keep batteries yep. for my weapons mounted lights. For my yeah. rifle and I my a little, pistol. I keep a small box of 123s in my bag, too. Yeah. Um, but, so, I actually, um, what was I going to say here? Oh, never mind. Scratch that. I keep talking. Oh. So <laughs> I lost, completely lost my I, But that's another thing, too, is I keep, uh, I keep batteries for everything. Mm-hmm. I, we used to, before we got iPhones for our duty phone, we had to, uh, we used um, like the old school Kodak uh, one shot gray clunky cameras, digital cameras. They're like okay. the first ever digital camera. They were garbage. Okay. Um, and then we had voice recorders. Yeah. So I kept batteries for those. Yep. I kept extra extra flash cards for those. I keep 
<coughs> in fact, I have it in my personal car right now. I kept a little uh, thumb drive that you could plug yeah. in that accepted uh, SD cards. Okay. And I kept little SD cards for that thing and thumb drives and yeah. all that stuff. I keep all the wiring for anything that can be charged through my vehicle in my call in my duty bag. Yeah. Or a seat organizer because I didn't use a duty bag. I used yeah. a seat organizer. But I don't like those. For some reason, I just I felt like it was you, you, there's less room. Um, it depends on what I needed. So I still kept a duty bag. The things I kept in my duty bag though were uh, big. I had um the legal pads. I had like mm-hmm. a pack of legal pads of varying sizes. Yeah. Extra pocket size notebooks. Um, all my batteries, all my electronics. Oh, I know what I was gonna say when I totally blanked out. Um, I've got, so you've seen my vest carrier. Yeah. I've got like a Jealous. tactical Molly carrier yeah. or whatever, external carrier. Um, <coughs> which that is the way of the future. That's, I think you're going to see all departments going I think so pretty too. soon. There's just but more, it's more. It's the weight distribution. There's you're more health it, benefits to it. You're taking it off your hips and it your back. It being scary. And, yeah. Um, but so I've got a little bit of real estate left on there. Not much, but a little bit. I might actually find myself a flashlight pouch and slap that on my vest so that I can have that second flashlight on me. Yeah. There's just nothing wrong. There's no reason to not have it. Yeah. Um, what else did I keep in my bag? I kept, oh, so when you have to plug a deer, I got uh buddy buddy with, I do actually have ear pro. Um, and I use the electronic ear pro just in case I had to go to an active shooter or something. I could slap that over my headset or, you know, I could slap that electronic ear pro earmuffs over my comm system earpiece that I had. I kept extra rounds for my duty pistol and my duty rifle. Um, and I think I even kept a couple of shotgun rounds Mm -hmm. in my duty bag. Just in case, because I never wanted to have um, a round or two short mm-hmm. on anything. So, But I kept all that stuff. All that stuff stayed in my duty bag. I kept uh, like my immediate paperwork and stuff in my seat organizer yeah. and my cup for yeah. coffee and but stuff like so, that. So. All right, so, so going back to vests, though... Um, <clears throat> I think we're kind of pretty much past the point of, you know, I remember the big movement was, you know, wear your vest, wear your vest. Wear. I think we're past that. I think I don't... Everybody should be wearing I don't vest. know anybody that doesn't wear a vest anymore, and the only ones you ever see are the, the, the office... Yeah, the command office, staff. You know. I busted a commander wearing his vest one day, and I, I you know, f- a little friendly shit mm. that I gave him. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, if you're... Okay. If any of your job do like basically if you don't go ten eight drive straight to the office sit at your desk for eight hours and then go ten seven like otherwise you need to be wearing a vest like yes. and I don't know any cops that don't wear a vest anymore but now I think we need to transition that into look at your vest like think about the quality of your vest you know if you have anything less than a three A you need to fix that you know that's tough to do because I carried I wore a two A vest. And that was at the sole discretion of my agency, and I was not given leeway. There's the one thing that I was not given leeway on. So what I Why? did... Why? Is that like a money thing? Yeah, because they, they 
they were the ones that bought us our vests. And they didn't think it was necessary to protect you from... I think they looked at protection versus comfort. Mm. Because they're inside the uniform vests. But I tell you what I ended up buying. is I spent 90 bucks on something called a speed plate. Yeah, it was like a hard plate. Yeah, yeah, I put a hard plate in my vest. And it was money well spent. And mm. it bumped up that level of protection. And I was still, I still had that uh, comfort of the lower so that's, rated vest. So that's what I was going to kind of transition into was, you know, hey, if you've got your vest, okay, great. You've got your vest, you're wearing your vest, it's awesome. You need to look at the quality of your vest. Is your vest expired? You know, do you work at some podunk small department where, you know, you showed up the first day and the chief dug this old dusty gross vest out of the closet and handed it to you and, and it's been expired for 15 years? Um, there are programs. There's grants, yeah. And in well, today's day and age, you can get a grant vest. There's no excuse for you not to have a new vest. I think, and correct, I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty, for, I'm pretty sure Safe Life defense i think is the body armor company will actually like help you out with no. getting a vest if but, you're in a small agency that doesn't have the funding for vests in most states i know the state that we're currently located in there is a grant program to get you a vest and this yeah either the state so somebody pays for that vest like you don't there's no excuse for you to be going out on the road without a vest um but with that though like i was saying look into plates you know do you want a hard yep. plate do you want a soft plate but you need to look into trauma that plate that extra protection of those trauma plates most vest carriers are are designed to accept a trauma plate. They have extra pockets. Extra pouches in there. They will accept the trauma plate. Absolutely. Now, mine, mine is actually kind of goofy. My my carrier will only accept uh, the, the big, like, wide plates in the back. And so I don't have a plate that big. I need to look at ordering that. Um, and that is something I'm working on. But I still have the inserted hard plate in the front. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's something that... Um... Like, it's kind of expensive. Like, 90 bucks was kind of expensive when I went and bought that. But yeah. I went and bought that um, almost immediately after I got my new vest. But yeah. that is some, like, 90 bucks or, or I take a freaking, yeah, I take a rifle around to the chest and it doesn't stop it. Yeah. Um, granted, I don't think that that hard plate that I have would stop a rifle around. I'm pretty sure it would slow it down enough. I'd rather have it. it hurt like I'd a rather bitch, have but... it than not have it. You know. Yep. So um, there are some carrier plate uh, vests out there that you could take on, and you could carry wear full on like level four ceramic plates. Yeah. I don't know if I'd do that for patrol. That sounds more like a, a SWAT thing. Yeah, that's like a you got. With all of that stuff, with anything that you're doing, A, you need to test it to make sure it's functional with your, what you're doing. Uh, level 4 plates in a under-the-uniform or even outer carrier vest like yours. Yeah. Rocking, you're sitting in a car, it's digging into your back. It's a bit overkill. My plates, um, my plates do get somewhat uncomfortable. Yeah. They're very bulky. 
If if you feel the need to have level four plates, or if your reasoning for having those plates in your vest is for active shooters, then you need to invest in an outer plate carrier yep. for active shooters. Um, Kyle, I, I have my opinion on it, but what's your opinion on having uh, ballistic helmets? Uh, we our agency has a few of them floating around. Um, I know the SWAT guys get them. Sure. We don't keep them, like, just in our squad cars. I don't really, other than cost, and I don't, I don't really see a downside to it, other than it's just something, it's just never really been addressed for us. Okay. Um, excuse me. So, my agency actually bought us all, I think it was through a grant program, yeah. bought us all helmets, and they all came a size too small. So it really made a lot of these guys, a lot of my guys, started looking at outside resources to get um, yeah. helmets. What we ended up actually doing is we started swapping between each other. Yeah, Because uh, my melon's a little bit smaller yeah. than that guy's melon, who's yeah. got a little bit bigger than that guy's melon. Yeah. But, so I ended up, I actually ended up, uh, well, never mind. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> but, so, you know what? But, yeah, it's stuff to think about, though, you know? If there are, you know, and there are companies out there. There's an American company out there that's headed up by veterans. Once we go offline here, I'll I'll show it to you. Yeah. They make a high-cut helmet for, like, 400 bucks. That's not bad. And they actually put their ballistics on their website, mm-hmm. and they're... A little, they're about the same weight, if not a little bit lighter than the, or a little bit heavier, I should say, sorry. Uh, if not the same weight, a little bit heavier than like Team Wendy or these $1,600 uh, helmets. Yeah. Um, but they're actually stopping uh, higher caliber rounds yeah. more efficiently with less back face deformation. Okay. It's a really good company. If anybody's interested in that, hit us up on the email. Contact.shift.change.podcast.gmail.com Or hit us up on the Facebook page, backslash, uh, Facebook backslash uh, Shift Change Podcast. I will get you a link to them. I'm not going to put them out over the podcast. I don't know if any of our uh, family uh, over in Ireland or Turkey can get these guys. So, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to put it out there. Uh, but, I'm sorry, uh, guys. You're going to have to source that stuff on your own. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, so here's here's another point that I thought of that I, again, I'm guilty of. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I've stopped doing it. Um, but how many of you guys have just seen somebody walking down the street or, um, you know, their car is pulled over and they're just standing there? How many of you guys have rolled down your window and just rolled up to somebody? Yes. Like, hey, do, hey, doing, doing all right? What's going on? You know, um, stop doing that. Don't do that shit. That is a great way to get surprised, uh, yep. shot in the face. Um, um, don't do that. I understand it's convenient. I understand that or you know body language is threat level is here's low. Here's another. Here's another one um, that I used, don't do that crap. Here's another one that I used to be guilty of. That I, I have a suspicion that a lot of guys are guilty of. I've done um, it. Yeah. Driving, dr- you're driving down the road at night, and you know you've been working nights for so long. You've been with this department for so long, and 
you know, you're not working for a big metropolitan agency, so it's small enough town that you can say, hey, this this business is lights are on and they're not usually on at night. I've done this I don't know how many times, right? So I'll pull up, not even tell dispatch, get out, just start pulling doors. Okay, doors are good. You know, jump in my car and leave. So well, do you do... I'm not obviously like, if I find an open door or something, yeah, I'm, I'm calling dispatch right. and all that. But, but um, you know, even that habit of, oh, I'm just going to hop out for a second, check the doors, and if everything's good, I'll leave. Dispatch doesn't need to know. But what happens when you do that you go to pull a door, you're walking back to your car, somebody, a burglar jumps out, shoots you in the back, and now nobody knows where you are. Do you guys, does your agency um, pay attention to your init- uh, self-initiated activity? Yeah, if I set like my custom status or I start, uh, I generate a, a, a report from my car, they'll see it. What um, if you call it into dispatch? Will they see that? What do you mean? Like so I, that is like if I radio up and say yeah, hey, that is self-initiated activity. You should yeah. be calling that out. Oh yeah. Well, and so here's what I do because you okay. get credit for that. <laughs> well, so but that's the thing. Like you know, the chief doesn't want to come in and see that we started an ICR because the, a business had lights on and nothing else. Well, you know? then you guys need so, to stop but, creating incident reports. Well, and so that's the thing. That's the thing. So what we, you know, like, well, here's what I do to kind of mitigate that risk. Because I'll key up, be like, hey, um, you know, uh, call my dispatch center. I'm going to be out of the car at such and such business for a little bit. Uh, no ICR or no no event. Yeah. Right. And then if so I go, I check the business. I don't have nothing, nothing remarkable. I'll hop back in my car, you know, key up dispatch. All right, I'm clear. You know, or right. say I find an, an open door or something's damaged or whatever, and then I'll say, "All right, uh, start me, start me an event for damage pro- or burglary or right. whatever." You know. So, in my agency, our dispatchers, there were the events and ICRs were two different things. Um, an event was every time dispatch did something, mm-hmm. they'd create an event for it. If they call, if they answered a nine one one. Uh, call and it was some little kid asking for help with a math question. They'd start yeah. an event for it. If I called out that I was um, stopping at the PD for a coffee break, they'd pull an event number for it. Mm-hmm. But they didn't start an ICR. I didn't have to do... Like an ICR for us was a full-on report. Yeah, There was no in-between. We used to, every time we uh, pulled somebody over... Um, and wrote a, a citation or a penalty assessment, um, like a ticket, we had to do an ICR. We had to do a report on it. Uh, my chief immediately killed that. and was like, yeah, no, that's dumb. Don't do that. It, an event? Log that event. Absolutely. That's a great way to track your stats, whether personally or through your yeah. agency. But that shouldn't... I don't know what... I don't, I don't know why your agency would... Or your well, dispatch and, center and starts. And that's just it. Is you know we don't. Well, and that. The, and that's just it. You know, if you direct them, they'll do what you tell them to do. Yeah. Right? So if I'm just if I'm pulling over to the side of the road in the middle of the highway, pulling debris off the road or something like that, doesn't need that doesn't need an event. And I just keep in mind for our prac our purposes, event ICR they're interchangeable. Yeah. See, so for me, it was that was absolutely an event, but that wasn't an ICR. Right. So, same thing here, right? If I'm stopping in the middle of the night, in the middle of the highway, by myself, 
I'm you need to be telling dispatch that you're doing that because mm -hmm. a semi could come down the road, you know, you get smoked by a truck or whatever happens and then nobody knows where you are, nobody knows what you're doing, nobody knows anything and you need help and if you're able to even radio in for help, nobody knows where you are or what you're right. doing. So maybe tell them, hey, I'll be out at this intersection clearing debris from the road. I don't need an ICR. Yeah. How hard was that? That took all of three seconds. Yeah. So you should always be letting dispatch, whether you're doing it your way or if that's what your agency requires or if it's set up the way my agency did it, you should Always, always, always be letting your dispatcher, even if it's stupid, mm -hmm. even if it's a quick piss break at the local stop and rob, mm -hmm. you should be letting your, your dispatch know, hey, it, they, you don't need to tell them I'm on a so, piss break. Well, tell them so, I'm doing a walkthrough. And so, like, you well, know. I'm just checking out the local, our, with you know, our system, and I don't know Shell what, gas station I don't know what kind of mobile system you guys had, but with ours, we could set custom statuses, right? So if I was going to go, I'll do this, like if I'm going to go to the grocery store and find my dinner, I'm pulling up and I'm setting my custom statuses as, a status as out of the car at this grocery store. Right. Right. At least then if, you know, something happens, there's a robbery or an active shooter or whatever, I can key up, you know, because <clears throat> I don't know. I've never been involved in an active shooter. I've never right. been involved in an officer shooting. I don't know how I'm going to react, but at least I know if I key up and say, I need help, dispatch will look at it and say, okay, this is where he is. All right, I know where to send my help to. So the thought process behind mine is, um, or we could do that with our MDTs. Mm -hmm. uh, we chose not to. We actually air it on the radio yeah. so that if I did say, you know, shots fired, I need assistance, everybody in the county, to include state patrol, depending on where he is and what yep. channels he's listening to, will already be like, hey, I'm pretty sure I heard Zach was at um, the local grocery store. I'm going to start heading that way, code three. Yep. And the dispatch can confirm that, yep. but it's just that much quicker. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I, I think, you know, in, in a larger agency, you might be contributing to the air radio traffic, but I don't think that's right or wrong either way. You know, I like your point that you bring up about it. Every time, every time. So, in my old agency, we, we were very, very uh, backup oriented. So, whether I ask for it or not, if or whether, say my partner does a traffic stop, yeah. whether they, and I've seen you guys do yeah. this too, whether they ask for uh, another unit or not, yeah. we start rolling, it, at least rolling in that direction. Yeah. Uh, we liked to do it. I liked showing up on people's traffic, uh, on my, my partner's traffic stops because we had a really big problem with people not um, moving over for yep. emergency yep. vehicles in the road. Yep. And sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I'll roll up to my, you know, my partner's stop. I won't even call out that I'm on scene because I'm not, you know, getting, I'm not interacting, whatever. I'll just sit there with like my back flashes on yep. or something and I'm just watching. If people aren't moving over, I'm getting them. Yeah. I still call out because then my dispatcher knows that I'm yep. there. And that way if, you know, my, my, my partner gets smoked by a car, all I got to do yep. is say we need assistance right now. Yep. And, yep. and my dispatchers are pretty good. They'd know where we are. Um, but yeah, so I'd hop out. I'd be like, "You good, homie?" Yup. Okay, I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stay back here. Yep. And I'm just gonna watch for people not moving over. Yeah. And uh, we'd get drunks doing that. We'd get um, 
freaking people sl- texting and driving. Yeah. Pe- I've I couldn't tell you how many uh, people have told me they didn't know that was a law. Yeah, I I explained it was a law right after I wrote them a ticket for yeah. it. Oh, you know, I've we have... I've yanked a drunk person out of the window of his car. Yeah, so I was we, pretty mad at that guy though, because I was the one that almost got hit. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we also we have hand signals too. Like if 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 I'm rolling by, yeah, if I'm rolling by my partner on a stop and he flashes yeah. a signal behind his back, I know all right, I'm good. Yeah. Or you know if he does something else, I'm gonna roll up and stop. Or usually he'll throw me the signal and I'll just hang back like a block yep. or so. Yeah, we'll do that. We had uh, hand signals for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, we had hand signals for cuffing. Yeah. Like, hey, this dude's gonna get cuffed. Yeah. Now everybody's on the same page. Yeah. We just kind of yeah. do the thing. If we were good to go, we had a hand signal for that. I like the old. Uh, we've turned we've turned ten fifteen into a verb. So I'll key up. Be like, go ahead and fifteen him. You know, what I'm oh. saying like, you know, oh, I shouldn't have said that, but whatever. Yeah. I, <laughs> I sounds think all. Tactical. I know what you're talking. It sounds about. all tactical on the radio when you do it. Yeah. So, oh, so anyway, anyway, think, let's, the, yeah, this let's thing wrap is, this up. I think the whole moral of the story was with the whole, with the shooting in, in Compton, you know, I, be aware of your surroundings guys, be safe. Yeah. Uh, think about this stuff, play the what if game. This was just as good of a reminder for us. Cause I, I, you know, I do stupid things. We all do stupid things. And we, you know, when seeing what's been going on lately, we all need a good, you know, kick in the ass to be like, Hey, we need to stop yeah. doing these stupid things that are getting us hurt. Um, yeah. Cause it's, you know, like I said, I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback what was going on this, uh, last night in Compton, mm-hmm. uh, with that coward that ran up. Uh, but just from the three second video that I saw, he ran up in their blind spot and uh, I know it was a, I know it was a Baker car. I know it was a two officer car or two deputy car. Uh, they were probably chatting it up. Yeah. One of them might've been on their phone. Put that shit down. Don't, don't be dicking around on your phone. Um, nothing wrong with being Bakered up. I think that's a lot of fun having somebody ride with me, but, um, if you're talking to each other, dude, look around. You don't have to stare at the the other person in the car knows that you're talking to them. Yeah. You don't need to stare at them. Yeah. Look around. Use those mirrors. Position your mirrors in a way that uh, you can see behind you. Not so much for driving, although you still need to be need safe driving. But it should still give you that tactical advantage. And then don't park in a way. It don't don't give anybody the advantage over yeah. you. Play the what if game. Do your dry fire exercise. Make sure you can access multiple different tools out of your vehicle. Um, Don't sit buckled in in a non-moving vehicle. Don't be sitting parked with your seatbelt on. Uh, You keep your doors locked. Keep your windows cracked open a little bit so you can hear what's going on around you. Because you may not see them in the dark, but I bet you hear their footsteps. Um, And then just make sure that... uh, you can either put it in drive and drive away or unass that vehicle as quickly as possible if you do find yourself in a situation where you're being ambushed. And uh, make sure that you can deal with the aftermath of a shooting. Yeah. Uh, make sure you have trauma gear. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you have your, your up on your TCCC and your, your medical know-how. Well, and here's the other thing that kind of, I think... Make sure you have more than one tourniquet either yep. in your car or on your body. Yeah, but here's another thing that goes into 
your mindset, and I think this is a training thing too, but you are not dead until you're dead. You know, you that, see so amen. many things of that people, is 100% true. videos or whatever of people that just, you know, they get one one strike, one shot, one whatever against them, and they just give up. They think, so that was... They think, I, all right, I'm shot, I'm dead, and they give up. That was actually a thing that the army or the military did studies on. They were finding that dudes were getting shot in the arm, and they were sitting down. Mm-hmm. It actually ended up being a, it's a really big training scar from like the early 2000s, the 90s, 80s, yeah. 90s, and early 2000s, where uh, if you've got an instructor who says that once you get shot, you're dead, you're done, you're down... That's, a bad, uh, that's a bad instructor, and yeah. I will die on that hill as well. Um, you're not dead. You are not dead, dead until you are dead, dead. Yeah. Um, I went to an officer survival class, and the instructor, who I recommend to everybody, he travels around the U.S., um, has a buddy who walked up on a traffic stop, took a shotgun blast right to his upper mm. thoracic cavity, yeah. and it just tipped the top of his... Uh, vest and ended up tearing into his chest and he says that guy he talked to that guy the guy finished the fight Mm. ended up taking out the uh guy who tried to kill him he looked down looked inside of his chest and was like wow that's gonna be a bitch to fix he never he didn't die it's a it hurt but he he survived the wound catastrophic wound he survived it Yo, i think um, we just, that gotta, is a hundred percent mindset you are not yeah. dead until you are dead dead yeah. and and okay and, and with <coughs> that i just wanted to point out that you know neither one of us are experts again like we're it's just i'm tired of seeing a lot of this is common sense yeah i'm just i'm tired it's just of things that we don't hurt and killed always and, think about you know yeah. it's it's it can be kind of sad that these are the things that we need to think about, but yeah. these are, I mean, it's 2020. Yeah. Uh, we had a president who vilified Spent eight years shit on cops. Yeah. Vilified the police and, you know, started a war against the police. And, uh, and, and, you know, this is true just from shootings like the Dallas shooting, mm-hmm. um, last night's shooting. Uh, there's, there's a war against cops and we're not even that bad. There are other countries around the world yeah. that dudes walk up behind a cop and pop them in the back of the head and walk away just yeah. for no reason. Like we're we're we still in America have it pretty freaking good yeah. as cops and as citizens, just regardless me of off what politics it sh- say. Still shouldn't be it's sad that we got to think like this, but at the end of the day, it's you know I've got a family at home yeah. that I'm gonna return to. I'm going to give myself every possible tactical advantage to survive a uh, f- f- uh, pretty awesome job yep. um, with moments of oh shit. Yep. But it's a pretty awesome job. And I want to survive it so that I can write my book and tell my stories. And, <laughs> yep. you know, um, yep. Sorry, guys. I know this was kind of a little this, bit more of a, a depressing. This was a less fun episode. Yeah. But, you know. so, but I felt like it needed to be. I really wanted to do this uh, an episode like this, yeah. uh, just because I think it's something that, what is it on average, the it's not the rookie cop that ends up getting 
killed. No, it's the, it's the seven-year veteran. But it's yeah, you, I know they did some research. That ends you get up to a certain hurt. point in your career, and that complacency takes over. Because you know, you know, it's, so. it's it may not be the same call, but it's the same type of call. Yeah. And it's the same asshole beating his wife, yeah. and you know, ninety percent of officer-involved shootings happen in self-initiated activity. Mm-hmm. Traffic stops, finding those open doors, yep. you know, yep. so checking if, in the parks, if, things like uh, that. If any of you guys have any anything you want to add to Dude, what we stop talked and about, talks. anything you want us to correct that we might have gotten wrong, please don't hesitate to let us know, you know, contact.shift.change.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, send it to the email, eh? <laughs> uh, or, the or, or the Facebook. I'm more than happy to have this discussion. Um... I've got I've got a training uh, like guy who I did my OODA loop officer survival training class um, through what Rally Point LLC or some training company LLC or something like that. Google it, look it up. Uh, you guys should be going out and finding training on your own, especially in 2020. Uh, everybody's budget in the U.S. because of COVID is not affording training um i know my my uh agency that that i worked for was big on training and they straight up told us at the beginning of the year like don't expect to go to any schools this year so because we can't afford it yeah um you guys should be doing training on your own you should be looking that stuff up and i'm not talking about youtube or facebook i'm talking about going on to police training.net or go looking to, up go your to Police state. One and see what trainings they've got. Police on. One is a great resource that yeah. every agency should have. Um, I couldn't tell you. I've got, God, 30, 40 different certificates from Police One. Yeah. It's super easy stuff. Yeah. You got an afternoon that it's just shitty and rainy, or it's cold and there's a blizzard, or it's just bullshit outside and it's a yeah. day off. Hit it up. Do it up. Yeah. So, so, but you know, that's the general theme here is you got to take responsibility for yourself. Absolutely. You know, in this job, ain't nobody going to hold your hand and do things for you. I'll tell you guys the same thing. I tell all the citizens that I come up to that complain about, uh, like masks and people carrying and, uh, firearms and stuff. The only person responsible for you is you. The only yeah. person responsible for your safety is you. If you're not out there doing BJJ if you're not out there taking classes, if you're not out there on the range trying getting it better, done, trying to better yourself in general, if you're not out there, you know, making sure your equipment works and feel, te- you know, testing yep. your equipment, doing some burpees in your in uniform, yep. not a lot, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but just remember, there is oh, no matter how hard you work, there's always there's always a bad guy out there training harder than you. Absolutely. They, they are training just as hard, if not harder than you, uh, to get one over on you. Cause there are a lot of dudes out there that don't want to go back to jail. Yep. They don't want to go back to prison. Yep. Um, they just, they, they are, they're legit afraid of jail yep. and they're willing to fight to the death. Yep. So, you know, you're yep. going to have to bring that fight and you ain't dead until you're dead, dead. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So uh, I think we're pretty well good to go. I think we've that. beat that horse to death. This stupid computer keeps crashing on us. Yep, and I'm done. I'm um, tired, and so. I'm t- ready for bed, dude. It's ten thirty. Yeah, screw this. All right. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Later.
Peace.